www.disneytimepodcast. Everybody and welcome to the Disney Time Podcast. I'm your host, Micah, and joining me today are my co-hosts, Nelson. Hello. And Rissa. Hello. How's it going today, guys? Pretty good. Doing okay. So how was that uh, that last trip that you, you guys did for Rissa's birthday? Disneyland. That was good. What do you think, Rissa? Yeah? It was uh, a bit crowded, but it, w- it was still good. Yeah, I had a great time overall. So how many uh, Rise of the Resistance uh, rides did you get to get in there? Uh, two. We, yeah, we were two. able to do it um, the first day. First day? Yeah, first day. And, and then the th- last day. <laughs> All yeah, right. Our, our middle day backups, was... Right? Uh, yeah, we both were in the backup groups. But um, and, they, and they accommodated. That's pretty good. They were on top of their game that weekend. Yeah, they hit like 152 on the first day that we were there. It was a Friday. And then I think they hit over like 150 again on, on that Sunday. Sunday? Yeah, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Wow, Saturday that's a lot of groups. Saturday wasn't as great, but it was still like over 100. And we didn't even get in that day anyway. Yeah. That's some. Uh, that's pretty good efficiency, huh? Yeah, but a lot of people have started showing up at the gates super early. Um, yeah. So yeah. why are they? Why did they start doing that? To make sure that they get into Disneyland. Oh, so they're they're just gate crashing so they can uh, make sure they're in. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, what was evident for our second day there was. Even though, like, um, we left the hotel at a good time and got to the garage pretty much right when it opened, it was still, like, 25 minutes just to get through to, you know, get a parking pass Wow! in the garage. Yeah, the garage was super packed. Just the entrance. And we ended up using the pedestrian walkway every time, or, like, all three days that we went. We didn't bother with the tram. Yeah, I bet it was really bad. Yeah, it was super busy. And I mean, by the time on that second day we got to the promenade, like the lines were all the way toward like they were looked like they were going to go into California Adventure. The lines wow. that go into Disneyland. So, yeah, uh, it's just people trying to just essentially just get to, get into past the the gates into Disneyland so they can have a chance of getting Rise of the Resistance. That's it. That's the only reason why these people are showing up this early. That I guess that would be the the only reason to to do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kind of wondering like I'm I'm kind of accepting that this is going to be the norm for a while, but I'm just wondering how long this while will be. Probably while they maintain boarding passes cuz I I feel like that's kind of encouraging people. Yeah, to um, do so. But I honestly don't think like fast passes will help as well. Do you think that just having a standby fast pass and a single rider line 
would be better than having these boarding passes where people are, you know, doing the lottery and all that? What do you guys no, think? I, I, no, I don't think it's going to, it would work. Um, I think they need to change the lottery system is what they need to change. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that. Um, I, I don't really know what they should do in all honesty. Uh, I feel like they're just trying to figure out something that will work and will be fair. But as it is right now, I feel like this is the most fair. Um, it's just the pain trying to get there. My main gripe with the lottery system is that it's individual based. I I don't see why they can't have, say, like, you check into the system and then they don't start the lot. Like, then you're logged into their into their system that you're in the park and then they don't pull the lottery till, say, 830 or half an hour after the park opens. That's what that way it gives everyone a good chance to, you know, be a part of it and have their lottery system do it in versus, you know, whoever pushes um, or, you know, has the fastest cell signal to, you know, get a boarding group is pretty much the only way to get a boarding group. Honestly, I, I still feel like that's more fair than a random lottery because the algorithms always mess up. Um, if you if you look at how SDCC does their their lottery system. It's never fair. Like I feel <laughs> like I feel like they. It's sort of like the NBA lottery where they give more draws to certain people if they have like, you know, returning or whatever. So right. I, I feel like there's something within the algorithm that they they would have some sort of unintentional bias within the code, as well. Um, unless they can find a way that it's truly random, but. People are going to have problems with true, quote unquote, truly random things as well. Because at least with this one, you have a fighting chance and you can continue to try until you get something. Um, whereas with a random, it's it's completely random. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess they, they have to figure something out. Um, maybe eventually if if all the locals have gone and experienced it already. They'll they'll start to lessen the amount of crowds. What do you think? Well, I mean, it... even me personally, since I've kind of been on it like what three times now, and we've actually seen a couple of the contingencies, yeah, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, mm. Which uh, so after having experienced it, I mean, my next trip, uh, it's. I mean, sure, I'll, I'll always like to try and get a boarding group, but it's never... Uh, I don't think it's on my priority list anymore. Right. Exactly. So, hopefully, I mean, it, hopefully it helps to give other people chances. You know, like, there there won't be so many people um, going... Trying to get into the park so early or, like, even before the park opens or whatever, right? I don't mm -hmm. know. It's honestly my favorite ride. Oh, I'm... Well, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, it definitely for, is my yeah. favorite ride, too. At least until whatever secret project they're working on that's in phase two of, of Avengers Campus. Um, because they're hyping up that, that second phase as well. So um, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm kind of trusting them after the release of Rise of the Resistance. Uh, so hopefully this other phase two ride is going to be crazy good. Is this supposedly that Quinjet ride? Yeah. Wow. Interesting. I mean, it sounds it sounds good. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're dropped in the middle of uh, a battle with the Avengers or whatever against I don't know some 
crazy attack. I don't know what they were saying. Yeah, I just hope that they integrate it well to being located where it is because it's it's interesting for Rise of the Resistance. It makes it feel like you're actually in Batu. Oh right, right, definitely. And then it's like even when you're, I don't want to say spoiler, but when you head back, you're also you end back in Batu. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like the the disembarking phase. Right, and, and then yeah. coming back. Yeah. Yeah, right. it's 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 a great storytelling mechanism where you know it's it's part of it Mm -hmm. which is kind of like how we wanted star tours to connect but you know it's not physically different part of the park right yeah yeah yeah, exactly unless they can relocate it but i don't think they're gonna do that no i don't i really doubt it yeah oh well i mean it's it's cool though because the way that. that star tours is it's more of like Definitely like a amusement park ride, and then Batu is an actual like the land itself is an experience type of thing. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So yeah, I mean, sure, Star Tours is Star Wars related, but I don't think it fit, would fit well with how Batu is as it currently is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So there's a um there somebody just posted about this Chewbacca mode in Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you guys saw that video, but they yeah. unlocked it, and then the video they're like screaming, and I was like, you know, it would be better if you're not screaming, so we can hear Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Matt uh, shared the link with us, and um, essentially, there's like a, a cheat code that you have all six of you have to do within the pod in a certain order uh, right. to hack it. Um, it essentially turns off uh, Hondo. Yep. So you don't really know what's happening. Um, but then you get Chewy. Yeah, you get Chewy, but unless you understand Wookie. Yeah, you won't know. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, like, how it will affect your score, just because, like, if you don't know what's happening, you might not retrieve anything. <laughs> I don't know. So basically, if you're a pro at the the game then um, you can activate this mode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, you have to do it all before a cast member checks your, your seatbelts. Right, right, before they check the seatbelts. Yeah. yeah. So you, you kind of have to know what you're doing, like, before that happens. And, and they load pretty quickly, so, yeah. So, yeah, um, check it out and let us know if you've tried it. <laughs> All right, so on uh, actually on today's episode, we we're talking Star Wars before this, but so now we're gonna actually be talking about Star Wars Episode Nine, the uh, Rise of Skywalker. The Rise of Skywalker. Sorry, I'm, there you go. <laughs> so it's the Rise of Skywalker. It's the Rise the, of the Resistance. Rise, rise of the Resistance Skywalkers. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the 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 movie that is still in the movies right now. Uh, there's still some showtimes. Uh, but if you haven't seen it yet for the first time, you should probably go and see it because we're going to be talking about the movie right now. Um, so this this movie, directed by J.J. Abrams, um, it's also co-written by him. And it's the third installment of this, you know, the three new movies that they started adding, the, the trilogy. It's after Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. Uh, so it's the final episode as they say of the nine-part skywalker saga um and yeah it was it was released back in december uh december 20 officially in the u.s and 
they had a Hollywood premiere on December 16, 2019, and currently still in the box office in some locations, and it's made $1.07 billion so far in the box office. So out of a budget of $275 million, that's I, I think that would be a financial success. What do you guys think? Do you think it was financially successful? Yeah, but I'm surprised that Frozen did better. Oh, yeah. We did talk about Frozen last uh, episode, so yeah. And that's actually on uh, Blu-ray, DVD, and digital coming this week. So 25th? The 25th officially, but I, I did get my Blu-ray copy already. How? <laughs> Oh, uh, since I, I mean, I ordered it pre-ordered and then Best Buy shipped it early. Wow. So, okay. Yeah, I got my copy yesterday. Yeah, because Kay pre-ordered it, but she's waiting to pick it up. So. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, Rise of Skywalker. Um, I'm, I'm sure you guys have your your thoughts. Um, Nelson, what what do you think of this movie that's continuing the or ending the Skywalker saga? Uh, okay, so my first and foremost thought heading into this movie was, I just surely hope that this movie can't do any worse. That truly Episode Eight was rock bottom, and the only way up or the only way forward is up. Right. That was my number one hope and thought going into this movie then exiting the movie i was glad that it didn't get it it wasn't any worse but i still had many issues with it (laughs) right right more questions right i definitely got more questions than answers i feel i don't know it's because like typically when i go see like these kind of movies that i'll have my brain turned off the first time because i know i'm gonna watch this like these kind of movies multiple times so the first time i'll usually watch it with my brain turned off and just watch it for the entertainment factor and then the second time or the second and onward would be more like analyzing it i couldn't help it but i was analyzing this the first time i watched it (laughs) oh okay (laughs) which i don't know might have helped like it might have tainted my um my initial review of it or thoughts of it but Overall, I thought it was okay, but it was not satisfying for me. Like mm. the ending and how how um, it essentially closed off the this nine movie saga. So it's like um, still leaves still leaves more to be desired here. Yeah, this, for uh... me at least. I mean, right. it was I did find it entertaining, but there obviously, like I mentioned before, there were parts that I have questions on and am still confused and uh yeah overall just not as happy as i would have liked to be but um i thought it was an okay movie all right all right what about you rissa any um any thoughts overall of this movie i mean on first glance um i was pretty satisfied with the closing i mean Last Jedi set a pretty low bar, so anything really <laughs> would be up from there. Um, so I, I was pretty satisfied on my on my watch. Uh, obviously, there were questions upon further inspection. Um, one of them being like, how did Palpatine have a child that we never heard of at all? And how was that child not groomed to be evil? 
you know? Right. But yeah, um, there. if you look further into it, there are obviously some problems, um, some, some things story-wise JJ took, you know, uh, tried to retcon as much as he could for The Last Jedi, which kind of hurt and helped it. Um, one of the best things that I felt that came out of The Last Jedi was the fact that Rey was a nobody, and it, it felt kind of like the bad kind of fan service to, to adhere to a, a fan theory of uh, Rey being Palpatine's granddaughter or being related to some known Jedi. I, I felt like it was a better story that she was nobody and um retconning that kind of hurt the story going forward because you know if they try to continue with Rey as a completely last known Jedi like it's it's where do you go from there like she's related to a previous story point and you know like she could possibly turn evil or whatever you know so so there are things that I I had issues with but Overall, closing out the Skywalker saga, it, it was satisfying enough. Okay. Yeah, I, I felt the same way. I mean, it was, um, I, I felt like it, it closed it. It closed the, the, all the movies, put, put them together. But, you know, as with you two, I was also kind of left with, is that it? You know, maybe, maybe they should have extended it or, there should have been some some cuts scenes or some scenes in there that you know explain a little bit more or give some more like closure to the to the series and i agree about ray how she she's related to somebody when you know the the uh, the last jedi you know made it so that it seemed like she wasn't anybody which probably would like you said would have been better because you know there are force sensitive people everywhere you know, they, they even showed it in the last Jedi. There's a little kid on one of those planets. You know, he's he's force sensitive. So, and you know, what was with with Finn? What did he tell Ray? <laughs> do we, well, do we know? he didn't tell. Yeah, exactly. Like, what was he? What was he trying to tell her? Right? Which I I think he was trying to say something about being force sensitive. But you know, we'll, we'll talk about that. Um. So yeah, let's uh, let's talk about some of the specifics, like. Nelson, did you have you had some questions that you know maybe that you needed to that you felt weren't answered? What what were some of those things? So I I have this whole page of notes. Okay. <laughs> I spent a lot of time thinking <laughs> about this movie because of how much like I wanted to really close it off. But anyway, um, I wanted to start off with the fact that the first thirty minutes was terribly paced. Oh okay, okay. Dragging on. No, it was it oh, was too quick in the too first quick. Part. I mean, yeah, there yeah. was it was there was like so much happening and like no backstory of whatsoever. So like, where is what? Uh, we had to piece together essentially what um, Kylo was Kylo doing. Was doing, yeah, yeah. And apparently, I didn't realize, or like, I, I I don't know where, but. Um, I believe I watched a video or read an article or something, but apparently that like planet that they were on was Mustafar. Oh, the, which one? The one where he where found where the... Kylo was trying when he got the first wayfinder. Wayfinder. Yeah, yeah. Apparently that was Mustafar, but I wouldn't. 
I wouldn't have thought that was Mustafar, <laughs> in right. all honesty. So I'm like, uh, okay, that doesn't seem consistent, but I guess so, kind of thing. Right. And also, it's just like we were kind of thrown into the this side quest story of what the heck Poe and Finn were doing. Yeah, yeah, what were they doing, right? Yeah, they were like rushing to this ice planet or this ice asteroid thing. And apparently there is this spy that had something for them. We also had to piece that together, too. Oh, and a little Easter egg. The the voice of that guy was actually Mark Hamill. So, oh really? <laughs> oh yeah, the guy with the horns. <laughs> yeah, they threw it who said him. like win the war. Like, yeah. How can we? What can we do to repay you? And he says win the war. That's Mark Hamill saying that. I believe that's what they said, or it oh. was somebody. It was somebody in there. Yeah. Well, I just know because um, I was actually wondering what who and what that character was because. Uh, before the movie came out, there was a big um, patch for Star Wars Battlefront 2 that introduced that character as like a, a hero. And so I thought he was going to have more of a significant role in the movie. <laughs> and then we see him in that you know opening scene, and then you see him again later on, but it's just his head. Because <laughs> apparently he got found out and killed. So I'm like, oh, that's it? <laughs> just seemed like ah uh, i don't know it, it it just left more questions than answers for me and then of course you, you see when we get to exegol like apparently it would like episode 8 was again kicked in the balls where apparently snoke was just and he was the nobody he was made by palpatine apparently he was, was like, literally oh. a puppet yeah, literally a like just a being that he controlled. Like ah, okay, and 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 that's it. So <laughs> I was like, okay, that doesn't that that's not as satisfying as I would have hoped for. Also, and then later we see Ray like already training, and. I don't know, like, it just seems like the less Jedi there are, the more advanced they can learn and, like, how quickly they can learn and be become Jedis. Because, like, apparently between episode four and, uh, five and six, Luke becomes a Jedi being, like, having no teacher, really. And then Rey barely has any time with Luke. And then I guess has like some some teachings from Leia, I guess. And apparently, all she also has the Jedi text. So I don't know. It just seems a bit inconsistent to me of how well and like fast she can learn and become a Jedi. And she fixed the saber. I know. It's it's like you know, there's a how the the new breed of of Force sensitives are are so quick, you know, like first Anakin is too old to start being a Padawan. And then Ray's even older. (laughs) I know. Like, and then Luke, she was even older than Luke when Luke became a a learner. So that might be the secret is like, you need to be really old. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Cause you know, like the, like the original Jedi and they, they started when they were like really, really, really young. So, 
and they and they spent their whole lives being Jedi. So you know? I think the thing about this is um, they're trying to point out the Skywalker lineage uh, because in in the extended universe of Star Wars uh, that they made not canon anymore, right? Leia did study to become a Jedi, um, mm-hmm. and uh, Luke learned to build his lightsaber uh once he lost his last one anakin's lightsaber right oh yeah when Um, his arm got chopped off yeah (laughs) he he learned that from obi-wan's uh notes so i'm i'm assuming that he taught leia how to do that and in turn leia had to teach ray how to do that um because otherwise how else could they fix it and how else could the end happen Right. So I I think it's just kind of we're supposed to accept it. Um, But I I actually didn't find um, the start too jarring um, trying to puzzle things together. Because if you recall back with uh, the original Star Wars Episode 4, you're just thrown into the middle of the story. You don't really know what's happening. So... It kind of tracks the way that J.J. Abrams is writing the story. It's it's very Star Wars, isn't it? It's very he he's clearly inspired by George Lucas to no end. Um, because the thing that I had the most problem with was the reintroduction of Palpatine, because right. I didn't think it was necessary. Like you don't need to have this big baddie in the background when you already had um, Kylo Ren and. Uh, Snoke at some point like you could have explored a different thing like there are other parts of the dark side it doesn't have to be somebody somebody that we already knew that's true yeah one one of the one of the ones that things that I was kind of uh, disappointed and want to see more of were the Knights of Ren yeah they, they were kind of sucky yeah they brought them in and they made them look intimidating and that was it you know? <laughs> yeah, they took they out know. a whole Jedi Order and they kind of sucked. Right. And it's just like, what? what's up with these guys, you know? What are they? <laughs> there was this one theory that I was really hoping would be the case, but then it got shot down when the movie came out. <laughs> but What was the theory that you were hoping So the theory for? that I was really hoping for when uh, Rogue One came out, Okay. I was really hoping, or the theory was that all these Knights of Ren were actually the captured uh, Bothan spies mm. and turned dark side type of thing. Because they had, like, they had released artwork for each of the Knights of Ren, and then there was some similarities between them and the actual, like, um, Baze Malbus, uh, Cherwit Inwe, and um, Captain Cassian, and then Bodhi. So all of these characters seemed, and there was like the same number of them. And so the theory was, is that, yeah, each of them got captured instead and became, you know, the Knights of Ren. But obviously that theory got shot down when Rogue One came out because they all died. (laughs) (laughs) Like literally, like they're all, there's no piece of them left anymore. Right. So no resurrections this time. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what what other questions did you get on your uh, their notes there, Nelson? Um. Well, they're kind of all over the place, but uh, 
I guess one would be like when uh, we get to the desert planet and um, they're the the main cast is getting chased by the uh, jet troopers and whatnot. And then they get, they're trying to find that starship from that Jedi hunter. All right. Um, and then they get sucked into un- the, these quicksand area that they get sucked underground. Right. They had this big serpent monster there. And I don't agree. <laughs> like, why didn't this, monster bite it bite off each of their heads i don't understand why i didn't attack because any creature in our world that we know if it's hurt it's gonna defend itself (laughs) that's true so i'm like uh why is it not attacking them she used the force but she used the force also to apparently heal it yeah which conveniently was introduced the day before yeah (laughs) in the mandalorian yeah, the, the, the problem with this part of the Force, it, it's so confusing. Like, it just came out of nowhere, you know? Yeah. The there's Force a, heal? There's a bunch of confusing Force powers to me. I, I, I honestly feel like JJ was like, forget it, I'm going to make this canon from the from the extended universe. He's just like reintroducing things so that it becomes canon again. He's like screw you disney you know which i'm yeah. what you know in in respect i'm i'm okay with because i was actually kind of mad that uh disney decided to um decanonize a bunch of the or essentially all of the extended universe i was like wow that's a lot of heart and soul that you just kind of threw in the trash yeah yeah i mean there were a lot of of writers that that wrote these stories, you know, mm-hmm. to extend the universe and all that work. Just yeah. so they say, oh, it doesn't count. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, it probably would have been better if they just did the cop out and said that she was a Skywalker <laughs> instead like of a, real a Palpatine. Skywalker, like an yeah, instead Skywalker. of a Palpatine, like Bimara Jade's daughter. See? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The the whole Palpatine line just doesn't make sense to me because it it doesn't seem plausible to me that like he has a son that he's not grooming to become his successor like how do you escape an ultimate sith you know with a granddaughter and like it it just doesn't it doesn't track yeah like i mean how can he like what's up with that like they didn't find her on jakku and all that you know like that about yeah the, it doesn't track i mean they they wanted to do that so <laughs> it's the the fans pressured the fans pressured him okay um so yeah so basically i i, I guess for the this story in terms of the story um what do you guys think of like how how it went on was it like were you guys able to you know say oh the the it, it flowed well or what do you think? It was not. It it kind of was choppy or anything. What do you What do you guys think, uh, Rissa? What do you think? I mean, it did jump around a lot, um, but it it was trying to move the story along. Um, I I feel like he was really trying to follow the episode um, six, sort of okay. sort of like how he modeled episode uh, seven after 
uh, four and uh, five was supposed to be the last Jedi as well. They were supposed to be parallels. This was supposed to be a parallel to episode six. Um, I don't know if he did it that that well, because like episode six had a satisfying conclusion. This one kind of left more questions than answers. Uh, Like, the end, I especially had a problem with, um, like, why bury those sabers the way you did? Like, why not, you know, if you're trying to continue the Jedi Order, why not repurpose them? At least take the kyber crystals. You know, how did you get a yellow kyber crystal that's one of the rarest in the galaxy? Um... Like, there's just so many questions. Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What, what about you, Nelson? What, what do you think of um, the storytelling? How, how do you think it... Did it flow well for you or no? The, I guess the main body of it was okay for the most part. It's just the ending, particularly like that last fight scene and... The kiss? I don't know... It, the kiss off yeah there's <laughs> definitely that too but uh, for me like they they could have done more they could have done so much more at the end and i mean particularly like what i was truly hoping for is because like especially when luke said what was it luke but um like he told ray to take both sabers with her so like oh i was like when the moment he said that, like, I totally want Rey to be a dual-wielding Jedi in this last battle scene, that would have been so epic. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my gosh. And then she ends up force-transporting one to Kylo, or excuse me, Ben, now. and Which is now a force power. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just transport something through space and time. Like, f- something physical. Well, because they're a dyad. I, I, I guess. Yes. <laughs> Which is now a thing. I mean, it was a thing already in the extended. Oh, was it? Okay, According to Matt, there was like some, there are dyads of a sort within the extended. It's not to that extent of OP, but it, it seemed like uh, they melded, um, a bunch of different things in the extended into the dyad here. Hmm. Wow. So I mean, he really is trying to trying to bring back some of the actual extended universe in here. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, so what did what did you guys think of you know going to the back to Endor system? <laughs> Was that was that like just supposed to be totally fan service or seeing the Death Star and whatnot? What what did you think of that with the going into Palpatine's like chambers? What did you think, Nelson? Well, for one thing, I kind of made a note about this, but as I'm reviewing all my notes, I'm just like uh, I don't want to go through every single one because it just seems like I'm truly nitpicking. <laughs> okay, that so. had to have been a vision, though. Yeah, definitely with um the dark, dark ray. Yeah, that had to have been a vision because like, it was a wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, my one, <laughs> I, I guess this is the one nitpick I was gonna bring up, but um, I guess like, 
all these sh- ships in the Star Wars universe have like everlasting batteries. Yeah, right? Because for like for one, that Jedi hunter ship in the desert, like, oh, it could still function. Luke's X-Wing, even though being buried underwater for years, <laughs> yeah. could still function. The Death Star's door that leads into where the Wayfinder is was still functioning. The TIE Fighter Ben took from the Death Star <laughs> wreckage still works. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my gosh. Why can't like we have those now? <laughs> that would be phenomenal. <laughs> I mean, arguably, the Millennium Falcon worked in a junkyard on Jakku, so... Yep, that's true. So it's just like, wow, these these ships are like the most resilient things ever. So, sorry, that was, a, I guess, slight tangent, but... Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it, it's that was kind of amazing. Like, how after so many years, how does it still work, right? You know, <laughs> you, leave your, you leave your car sitting for... A year or something, you can't even start it. Right? Yeah, the battery's dead. <laughs> yeah, the battery would be dead unless you unhooked it, you know? So, there you go. It's it's uh, technology we don't even know about yet, so. <laughs> it's science fiction. But, yeah, that's <laughs> let's just, true. Let's it just, is uh, science fiction. I'm just trying to make sense of it with our real world, but I guess it's right. not. that's not something that I should do. Well. Since it's a fantasy anyway. Obviously, right? you shouldn't because look at The Last Jedi. that was a terrible dream that i had sorry (laughs) a a collective dream with everyone you know oh (laughs) Oh, you mean just like uh indiana jones yeah i mean there's like the first three movies and then this really weird dream after it yeah (laughs) aliens (laughs) we all dream aliens for whatever reason i also dream like shia labeouf was in it too yeah that was so weird yeah that's really weird Anyway, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> back to come Star Wars. Another one. They're gonna come out with another Indiana Jones. So hopefully this this uh, quote unquote fourth one is um, <laughs> it's gonna be good. So, um, so yeah, back to Star Wars. Um, yeah, uh, they they when they got to Ender, there were all these like, you know, they had these they they came up they got some new, um allies i guess you would call them oh Lando's right daughter yeah. yeah wait who was she again supposedly lando's daughter oh really yeah is that i mean did they she was an ex uh stormtrooper too right yeah yeah but she was taken as a kid oh They're, just like just a lot like of finn them. yeah they yeah. were yeah. alluding to that and apparently there was some deleted scene uh, where Lando and her go off to search, and like they're basically saying that's Lando's daughter. Oh, so they really want to make Lando have a daughter. Yeah. But what kind of, I don't want to say ticked me off, but um, it's kind of seemed like they were then now pushing this new pair of Finn and this Lando's daughter character. Like, what happened happened to Rose? Rose? Yeah, exactly. People didn't like Rose. Rose. I don't understand. I don't know. Well, I mean, the whole whole storyline between her and, like, Finn and Rose also was kind of, like, quick and messy. But I don't know. It just felt like they they tried to sweep it under the rug type of thing. Like that, um, the dream that you had about The Last Jedi? Yeah, this (laughs) dream that I had in between episode seven and nine, Yeah. 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 So they did um, address 
the holdo maneuver though. <laughs> yeah. With yes, one line of dialogue. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. He was just retconning everything he could at every turn. It was it was hilarious to me. I mean, it's which like, I kind of find appropriate too, because yeah, a lot of people just did not agree with episode eight. So yeah, but there were some elements that like he could have kept. That's true, but I mean, he's really <laughs> he's trying to erase it from people's memories, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. So there was there was a thing about General Hux and. You know, he was the he was the mole. Dumb. Um, what did you guys think of his line about he he, he just didn't <laughs> want Kylo to win? He just doesn't want Kylo to win. What was that? It was I felt dumb. that was yeah. I felt that was such a like a fourth year old a four year old answer. Seriously, like, really? <laughs> what are you four years old? Yeah. Like, I, I, well, what confuses me the most is like how he ended up getting in such a high position to begin with. Oh, general! Oh, I, I think what what they're trying to say. Oh, you mean like how he a became general? a general? Um, I don't know, but I think they were trying to say that you know he was already a general and then he became a spy. Like he he turned, but. Well, I, he obviously was more loyal to Snoke is the main deal that... Oh, okay. And not to... And not to Kylo, Kylo because Kylo right. essentially, you know, like, he he killed his way to become the supreme leader, essentially. Yeah, that's true, because there's no way he's going to beat Kylo or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. Um, I don't know. Yeah, uh, Hux was just, he's a really weak character, and he definitely didn't have much to do, like, in this movie, which I'm okay with. Yeah, I never liked his character. He's like a sniveling little snarky guy. Or yeah, I mean, he was meant to be <laughs> annoying from the from the very get-go, I think, He reminds it me, worked. He reminds me of uh, Duke Wesselton. <laughs> it's Weasel. No, no. <laughs> it's Weaselton. <laughs> oh yeah. It's just like you know, he's one of those characters where it's like, get out of my face, or get out of here, right? Yeah. All right. So I mean, um, yeah. There's just it's just so many so many questions to this movie, right? Um, there's a lot of questions. I mean, one of the biggest ones for me. I don't know if it has been addressed officially or unofficially, but was Anakin ever the chosen one? Yeah, that was the one of the big ones for me too. Like, so is Rey the chosen one? Because technically, what Darth Vader did wasn't create balance within the Force when he when he supposedly killed Palpatine. Yeah, because like. The Force is about balance, right? So, and this dyad is now essentially that balance. Yeah, so there, the the balance needs to be good and evil being equal, right? Uh -huh. But by supposedly killing Palpatine, he let good come to the forefront. Reveal. So, like, does that mean Rey is a gray Jedi? Especially because she uh -huh. has a yellow saber? I don't know. 
I don't know. There's so many questions. There's lots of questions, but yeah, after the movie, I was like, oh, well, she technically then killed, yeah, Palpatine, which also begged the question for me when I was watching is like, well, I mean, he said, like, if you kill me, I'm just going to transfer into you. So I'm like, well, she still killed him in the end. So did he did lie? he transfer into her? <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, uh, OK, she still killed you, though. Yeah, So I, I don't know. And then, like, what's going to happen now after she defeated the First Order? Like And final. Yeah. Order. Like, what's her purpose now? Well, um, since she has a yellow lightsaber, I guess it's just to keep balance. Yeah. So is so, she is she gonna regenerate the Jedi Order, or is she just going to be a guard until she dies? Like, what's the that's probably point? what it is? Just be a guard, and then that's it. You know, guard the secrets and yeah, that, whatever. That was that was one also point of contention for me because, like. Lucasfilms was saying that this is the end of the Skywalker saga, and yet Rey takes on the name Skywalker at the end. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah. And so she's not going to, the, since this is the end, quote unquote, end of the Skywalker saga, she's no longer going to be um, appearing in any other future Star Wars movies because they're still going to make Star Wars movies. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, you know, like, and they they were saying, you know, like even the experience of Batu is supposed to be, you know, con- in within the Skywalker saga era, you know, unless they're gonna introduce the new characters and whatnot and then bring them into Batu, but you have a a ride that's um that's related to the resistance, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, I think because the First Order is still, a, like, is integrated into Batu, like, Batu's kind of stuck in a time lock. Right, yeah, it you're locked in. can't progress into, like, after the First Order. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. You're stuck there. So now you're traveling into not only a place, because but when, a specific time. <laughs> yeah, because also I was thinking, like, since after Frozen 2 came out, they introduced Queen Elsa and Queen Anna at the Epcot meet and greet. So okay. I was thinking, like, after Rise of Skywalker, like, oh, we'd see Jedi Master Rey walking around with her yellow lightsaber, but she has her staff still. Walk- like, the character that we see is still the, the Rey with her staff, and all- we still see First Order Stormtroopers. So, yeah, I was just like, oh, dang batu is like in a time lock it can't <laughs> progress unless they'd make significant changes which i don't see in the coming future i mean i'm fine with it actually um because if you think about the star wars series it's a, a galaxy far far away and once upon a time you know oh true. so it it's within it's basically telling the story within that time period um so I'm fine with it until they completely close it and then change the whole story, which I don't really see them doing. Right. Be- especially with the amount of money they spent to do this. Right. right? <laughs> I-, I-, I can see them building different ones at different parks, like internationally. But yeah, the ones existing are probably going to stay as they are. Yeah. So you're going to be stuck in this this period of the Skywalker saga. So 
but I don't, I don't I don't see what's wrong with that other than I saw a little piece of news that they might bring in the Mandalorian as a meet and greet and I was like but he doesn't they fall in this can't period. they would have right? he would have to be at launch bay launch bay yeah they probably have to put him at launch bay which means they have to keep launch bay unfortunately <laughs> instead of redoing uh tomorrowland like they should do properly yep at least get rid of the uh, the stage thing. Oh, the at the at the terrace at the terrace, or the the one that that spins around that used to be uh, Carousel of Progress. I don't know which, <laughs> uh, which stage thing. The, the one that goes up and down. Uh, I was referring to the stage like in front of Garbage Grill. No, oh yeah, the, the Tomorrowland Terrace that they used to have the. The band's playing. I love that place. <laughs> they just need to well, bring I, I back the I was talking bands. about like the the Path of the Jedi. Or is that only at Hollywood Studios? Yeah, they stopped doing that thing with the kids. Yeah, you know? yeah. there's no more yeah, Path of the Jedi yeah. there. Oh, okay. So that's already been done. Never yeah, mind. Yeah, they got rid of that. Never mind. Yeah, no. I think they need to start utilizing that stage properly again. Because I, I think they do like dance parties at night. But it's like characters, like Goofy and Max. Yeah, yeah, they do that. Yep, they have them come out. But I think they need to bring back the live bands because they did away with, uh, was it the the Mad Hatter people in DCA? Oh, Mad Tea Party. Yeah, and, Mad Tea Party, and yeah. then there's no more cover bands at Tomorrowland Terrace. So they're going to bring that back. Yeah, get it popping again, right? Yeah, especially because like, you don't have anything to do when the lines are crazy long. So... I need entertainment. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, going back to the Rise of Skywalker, um, when, when you know when she killed Palpatine, she actually died herself. Mm-hmm. So, maybe he wasn't able to transfer himself because she died too, right? But then Ben brought her back to life. So now it's her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you had to shoehorn a reason, that could be a a reason. Right? Like, he, she died, and then he revived her, and then he died. <laughs> yeah. So my question about that is, like, since he transferred part of his life force into her, does that make her weaker? Because part of the dyad died? Right? Like, because her power came from the fact that she was closely related to the Skywalker uh, line, right? Because she was part, she was Palpatine, but then she's a dyad with with the Skywalker line, and now she has some of the life force of the Skywalker line. So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's confusing. Yeah. They They just made it more confusing, you know? Instead of a simple, uh, you know, good triumph over evil thing, we just had to add more questions to our <laughs> our list of questions. Yeah. Um, so, what would your guys' favorite moment of the movie be if you were to pick, like, you know, a moment in the movie? Uh, Rissa, what, what would you pick? My favorite moment? Yeah. Um, I mean, probably seeing, um, Carrie Fisher one last time, 
even oh, though okay. it, was, it was like spliced together and some people had problems with the fact that she was so static because they utilized clips and filmed around her clips. Right. Um, so everybody else around her was moving, but she was static and like wasn't really completely interacting with, with everybody. Um, but I, I still felt like there was emotion involved in that. And um, I thought it was done well enough um, and was respectful to her uh, by not, you know, utilizing a, a body double. So uh, I thought that was probably my favorite seeing Carrie Fisher in this role one last time. So they, um, so if you remember the scenes where it was like young Leia and young Luke training to be for Leia to become a Jedi, they actually used her daughter. Yeah, yeah, uh, they did. Billy Lord for the yeah, to be the uh, the the young Leia. So uh, how about you, Nelson? Do you have a favorite moment in the movie? I don't. No. Okay. <laughs> I think for me it would be uh, when they introduced Babu Frick. Oh, he was fun. <laughs> oh. I like him. He was cute. Hey. hey! Yeah, I was like, oh, this little guy, you know. So they they give us they give us Baby Yoda and then they give us Babu Frick, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean that scene was pretty funny, but this is sheer fact that I don't know that they, they try to make it seem like it was a tragic moment for C three PO, but oh wait, wait a minute, R two D two has a backup, so we don't have to feel bad for C three PO anymore. He's my least favorite droid, anyway. Like I don't really care. <laughs> Yeah, everybody. I mean, it I'm just, just like go ahead, cut his just, cut his memory. <laughs> I mean, it, it seemed like they were trying to set up for it to have be an actual tragic moment, which I would have been okay with. But then, RTD two had a backup anyway. <laughs> like, okay, that didn't pay out apparently. So that was my one, uh, I guess, nitpick about that. <laughs> Back yeah, to my yeah, nitpicks. <laughs> Yeah, so I remember you. Uh, so you did mention about the dual lightsabers, but I was like, you know, Ahsoka Tano had some dual lightsabers, and that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that was. Uh, see, see, uh, I was super hyped going into the movie, be, like um, for the sheer fact when the light, latest trailer came out, they uh-huh. had a rendition of Duel of the Fates for that like scene where they revealed or when they kind of showed um palpatine so mm. i was just like in my mind before going into the movie i was just imagining like they played duel the fates and like ray against whoever this big baddie was and then when like i was saying earlier like uh, luke tells her to bring both lightsabers so i'm like oh i'm piecing it together I'm gonna play duel of fates and she's gonna be dual wielding i was like oh this is gonna be so epic and then it was not delivered in any sense <laughs> I was like, it's no. like uh... <laughs> disappointment. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just feel like they could have done so much more. Yeah, there were definitely. It, it felt like he was rushing through the story just to finish it. Um, I don't know if that came from like having to basically rewrite the whole movie. Um, but there, it did feel like there were too many fan service moments, and he just needed to tell the story. Um, so. It was serviceable as an ending. It was not completely satisfying, though. Agreed. So there was a um, 
there was a story that said that J.J. Abrams has a director's cut version. That's a lie. Of this film. And there's, there is a petition out there, and it's almost reached the amount of signatures needed to uh, get the petition going for J.J. to release this uh, supposed director's cut that has more answers that, that we want. So I guess sign the petition. If you he, he's already, <laughs> he's already uh, talked about it, I thought, on Twitter. He's like, there's no director's cut. Yeah, yeah. And even so. if they get all these signatures, that doesn't legally mean anything, right? No. No, no, but it just <laughs> pressures so. him to come up with something. But, you know, he was already pressured when he made this film. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it, it is what it is for us, you know, unless unless he magically comes up with something, you know, or he really did have something that he could show us. But I don't I don't expect it. So anything you guys want to add uh, to close this episode? Uh, Rissa, let's start with you. I'm kind of wary of any movie that a uh, Star Wars movie that Disney touches next, in all honesty. Um, clearly, they're doing well with with the Mandalorian and having it serialized. So maybe they just need more time to tell a story or the right people to tell the, the story. Um, I know Taika Waititi's uh, name has been thrown out there, but he, he basically said he didn't want to direct uh, unless the story was right and the timing was right. So hopefully they address a different period within the Star Wars universe, whether they time jump forward or time jump back to the, the Old Republic um, I, I think the Skywalker story is like fleshed out enough. Uh, and it honestly, it didn't need to be revisited with these three movies, um, uh, that came out like seven through nine. Uh, so hopefully they, they figure out that people are, are done with the Skywalkers for sure. And Nelson, anything else you want to add? Yeah, a, a similar note where I feel like um, the Skywalker saga, I think, yeah, people are probably just burnt out on it. Um, I feel like for the next Star Wars movie that I guess, yeah, Disney's kind of in another tight spot. But I feel like if they go completely in a different this a brand new set of characters, like not even touch the originals anymore or even the, the newest ones, too. So just brand new set, just not even related to anything that we've already know or ever, anything we've already seen. I think, you know, it would be just another good opportunity to tell a fresh new story. So um, they could do that, I hope. Uh, I hope they don't go back and, you know... <laughs> tie in some more because i feel like bringing yeah because i feel like it it was kind of a double-edged sword where they brought in the original characters like it was cool fan service but then oh well now we're 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 tying it still back to like you still have these characters (laughs) yeah it didn't feel like a baton pass it felt more like their hands were tied to them right like they were fully integrated and they're still essentially relying on these old characters. Yeah. So, 
yeah, I hope that in the future that they'll just go in a completely new, um, a new set of characters and whatnot. And I wouldn't mind, you know, they go and in, in like uh, delve deep deeper into the Mandalorian because that's obviously uh, quite successful, and that's uh, already been proven to be um, what people like. It it shows that people are very much interested and just give them more of what they want. So. I'm hopeful, but also wary, and um, we'll look and look forward to see what they come up next. Yeah, so I I agree. I I feel like even the shows that they had created somehow tie into this whole Skywalker era, or you know the Skywalker saga, like Clone Wars, and because I I mean they're doing season seven now on Disney Plus, and I've started watching it. Um, but yeah, of course, it ties into this whole Skywalker era. Um, and then, you know, they, they had Rebels, same thing, you know, they still had Darth Vader. Uh, and then they, they came up with Resistance, same thing, it ties in with Poe and all these new characters. So um, hopefully they can come up with something new, like Nelson was saying, something that's different than what they've already explored. Maybe go back to the past, maybe go toward the future. And then, you know, there's going to be a new battle and something not related to the Skywalker saga. So, um, yeah, I I like that they wrapped it up with this. And I like that they're also finishing off Clone Wars because I, I feel like, you know, Ahsoka needs her ending. Uh, so, yeah, uh, looking forward to seeing what Disney's going to come up with in the future. So hopefully it's good and hopefully it's something fresh. Uh, so anything you want to say to our listeners on closing, Rissa? Yeah, uh, thanks for listening to our scattered thoughts about uh, Rise of Skywalker. Um, I hope that you all enjoyed our episode. Um, let us know if you have any uh, crazy fan theories for where this uh, series or franchise is going to go next. Um, also, let us know if you have any uh, points of contention against our our, our uh thoughts anyway um but thank you for for listening and i hope you guys tune in next time as well and nelson anything you want to say to our listeners yeah so thanks guys for joining us this week um i kind of agree uh apologies for uh, our our uh, thoughts are kind of all over the place particularly for me and i also apologize if it seemed like i was too nitpicky <laughs> but uh, i mean I, I, I love Star Wars and I just wanted to do well. So, you know, these, uh, these thoughts, I just, I just wanted them to be answered, you know, all these specific questions, but, you know, I will probably never <laughs> get to. But at any rate, um, hope, uh, you join us again for our next, uh, next episode and, uh, we'll talk to you then. All right. So I also want to thank all the listeners for tuning in to our podcast and for listening to this episode. And on behalf of the other two, I'd like to say, keep your watches. Sync to Disney time. See ya. Bye. Later. Disney.